tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'm gonna call in. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We're back! Yeah! Oh, yeah! Right. Monday Night Football, After Buzz TV, week two. Oh, yeah. We have the Jets versus the Colts, and if you hadn't already known by Jets chant over here from my girl, Steph Z, What's the Jets up? won. I'm so excited to be back. I missed week one. I was actually in New York for opening day, so to come back to my first Monday Night Football show this season with you guys and have a Jets be on and win... Best day ever. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys can tweet me along the way if you want at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z for everything Jets. And next to Steph Z. I'm Kevin John, and I'm ecstatic because my team also won, even though it wasn't on Monday Night Football, but they also won this past Sunday. And I just want to say can't this. Even, can't even give me the light for two seconds. Uh, I, it can't happen. Hey, for all the amount of time you've destroyed the Jets last year, you can't even just say, Steph good game. You can't. You know what, Steph? You know, that's poor sportsmanship. You know what, Steph? You need for, to learn for, things. For my for my annual winter vacation, you know where I want to go to? Rebus Island. Okay? I'm going to travel there. You can Yo, come with you me. should come. The Patriots play the Jets December 27th in New York, and I will be there. You I, are invited. That I fun. bet you were. Now, speaking of being there, obviously you guys saw last Monday, unfortunately I was not joined by my two favorite counterparts of all time here. It was me and of course Ben Bateman, so I can't tell you guys how excited I am, Tina, to have you back leading, and Steph Z to be next to me, causing drama. I I, I missed the both of you guys last week, so it's awesome to have you back. Yes, we are happy to be back, and if you didn't already know, the three of us were covering Monday Night Football last season, so it's great to do it again this season. I'm Christina Kaplan. You can tweet me. Find me on Instagram, whatever, at Tina Cap. Um, okay, like I said, Jets, Colts. It was a rematch of Super Bowl three, where the Jets actually were victorious over the Colts in that Super Bowl match. Name as it well. against United. And it, yes. it was the fir- it was also the forty five year anniversary for Monday Night Football, which the first game the Jets played with Joe Namath, who won us that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Broadway Joe. Everything comes back around. We're going to win it this year. Yeah, I mean, we have so, so much to talk about because, I mean, it, it, this is extremely unexpected performance. I think more so on the Colts' part than the Jets, but the That's Jets fair. played amazing and really... It really showed you the moves that they made in the offseason, how beneficial they were to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's only two weeks in, but still, 2-0, that's huge. We well, won four I, games last year. It's super huge yeah. for us. We're halfway there. Yeah, You, you really are. But, you know, I, I think I think one of the big things was getting a great possession wide receiver and deep threat that can complement Decker. And going out and getting Brandon Marshall, who is still at the age of 30, I believe, still one of the most explosive receivers in the league, I think was just golden to build around Geno Smith, 
who actually obviously wasn't there um, in his absence. Uh, in his absence, Fitzpatrick has been coming in and commanding things. But but yeah, I agree. I mean, the Jets really made some key acquisitions this offseason, and we see the the, uh, the two biggest key acquisitions we got. I believe the three for me: Darrell Revis, oh yeah, Cromartie, and Coach Todd Bowles. Yes, I mean. I mean, like, I get, like, I fell in love with Brandon Marshall. Opening day, I literally was sitting 30 feet away from where he stripped the ball after, out of the guy after he almost got incepted. So I get you on the Brandon Marshall, but the fact that we are not having as many penalties, we are, like, our D is insane. And our D has always kind of been good, but the coach, like, there's a huge difference in style and discipline under Coach Todd Bowles. And you can see that already. And to me, that's the most promising acquisition because guys, guys get hurt. Guys have a bad day this and anything but if your foundation is solid now and I loved me some Rex Ryan but I can completely tell the feel of this team mm. is no bullshit. And I agree with you because, you know, if you look at great teams, for example, the, the, the Seattle Seahawks the last couple of years, their foundation and base has been their strong secondary, the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And Jets have the number one and, secondary in the league right That's now. what I was about to say. The Jets yeah. right now, their secondary is just ridiculous. And it's not like they're playing terrible teams. Yeah. I mean, they went, they, you know, they went against the AFC uh, championship contender just this past Monday. So, you know, yeah. just to see them grow in Cromartie, he's a seasoned veteran. Revis, seasoned veteran. So, you know, it's good to have that leadership there as well. Yeah, and again, too, on those, it's both because we have 28 points on turnovers this season already. Mm. In the past five quarters, I think they said. We had 20 points last year on turnovers. So it was Mm. like, even though our D has always been somewhat kind of strong, we couldn't then convert that. You know what I mean? We couldn't make points off that. We get some flimsy field goal or whatever. Like, we're making interceptions and we're getting touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy to me. No, I mean, wow. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin John, oh, you're oh, that is a rookie wow. mistake, dude. Wow. wow. Ring, ring, Kevin John. Uh, yeah. wow. Let's just all bring attention to my phone right now. They just ring the cover. You're on a show. It was actually a fan that was calling in to oh, talk yeah, about Oh, yeah, put that fan on live we'll, we'll, and hit we'll, accept. We'll get the fan to yeah. come on hit live that later. <laughs> hit that green Sorry. accept button for that fan, yo. It's, like, it's not Fantasy Stats Guru. He doesn't live in this area code. Yeah, if Fantasy it was Fantasy Stats, Stats Guru, Guru, I would have said, take the call. Actually, or Fantasy Reg, Stats Guru. Rev LaCour. Rev Those are probably yeah. our two best fans. So hopefully you're watching because um, we love you guys. Yeah. We're yeah, Fantasy super... did tune in on Mon- the last week. I, know, uh, I got Monday some night. tweets. That was like, um, you guys, because you know we're filming this on Wednesday today because we moved into the new studio, so we're a little late. But we um, did get some tweets that were like, what happened? Your Jets finally. Yeah. One. How, why are you not talking about it? I'm like, Wednesday. We'll talk Wednesday. I right. know. Um, okay, so back to the game. Back to the defense. Yes. So, uh, I mean, granted, the Colts' O-line was ugh, horrendous. It was not – they were not showing up at all. But still, it's the pressure that the Jets' defense was putting on Andrew Luck. I mean, he, you guys made him look horrible. Yeah. And it was sad. I felt really bad for him. That first interception he threw, he – took the fault for that that was a bad throw the rest of it it was just he was under pressure the entire game granted there were no sacks but there were five takeaways and 11 qb hits and and i mean that that doesn't even include how many hurries that he had as well which i'm sure was probably over 10 yeah i mean he was running around a lot back there and you're right you know it's hard for any great quarterback to get in a rhythm when 
your offensive line is failing you. And another thing is, is <laughs> what's so funny? You just like burped as you're. Oh, I did burp. I I was trying to do that burp all you know discreetly, but um, I wouldn't have said make... anything. But Steph just looked at me. Oh, blame laughing. it on the Jets fan. Well, you just looked at me and started laughing, yeah. and then I just We're like schoolgirls here. You Keep know going. what? Burping is good, and plus I'm drinking some soda right now, which yeah, kind of the really carbonation causes. You know what I think? <laughs> thing is, bringing it back to what Kevin John was saying. I just think the, yeah, the Kevin style. Kevin never finished this point. Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. You want to finish? <laughs> I thought you lost it. I was trying to help you. I was trying to help you. You're actually helping me. I was. I love you. I'm saying that I feel like because there is such a creative style of blitz packages happening, like they're just coming from all over. He doesn't know what to expect. They're on it, and it's like they're playing simple defense, but they're playing good defense. Yeah. Another thing I would say is communication with receivers as well. I mean, obviously, we know that he lost one of his long-term veteran receivers in Reggie Wayne, who he was in sync with a lot. And I noticed there were a few times when he was calling audibles after receiving after the defense, but there was a miscommunication with his receiver, whether it was Ty, um, and, and it didn't go through. And I even remember they even um, one of the. Uh, I forgot it was Gruden or uh, Mike that actually documented that. But, you know, I just think that it's, you know, possibly just the communication with receivers. Also, the receivers were not getting a lot of open looks. You know, they were not, uh, you know, getting separation. And a lot of that can be attributed to the Jets secondary, you know, who is basically just pancaking them all night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it just it was just ugly. It was yeah, ugly. no, I agree it was with you. Awesome. There was there was no awesomely ugly. There was, was no awesome. communication whatsoever, and and I think it's just Andre Johnson. You know, he's brand new to this offense, and exactly. it's just clear that there's no chemistry yet. Yeah, and, right. and Ty wasn't even expected to play because of his injury last uh, week in Week One. So I think he was kind of limited in what he could do as well. Yeah. So, so that, many injuries happening so oh, early in this season. I know. It's kind of gnarly. So if you're a Cowboys fan, I feel sorry for you. Goodness, Dez half of your offenses. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. See. No, but but yeah. So clearly there was a miss a misstep with uh, Andrew Luck and his receivers Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, you saw that. Um, but in the same sense, it's like you know guys get new teams. Like Andrew Luck, he's shown his skill. He's got to be good enough to work that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get it. I don't think the Colts are gonna have a terrible season. I think it's too early to say just because they're zero and two, their season's over. They made bad. You know whatever. But I feel like Andrew Luck at this point in time, he should have, he should be comfortable in that situation. I totally understand what you're saying. And you're right. If Andrew Luck wants to be considered an elite quarterback, then yeah, you know, in those kind of situations, yeah. you have to take charge, but it's still hard getting acclimated. You know, the only other quarterback I can think of that had immediate success with a completely new system was the, the Colts former quarterback Peyton when he went to the Broncos in that first year in 2012 he was ridiculous with all those new receivers but yeah, obviously well I feel like the, they kind of built that offense around him they, they kind of did you're right Peyton Manning exactly he's kind of a beast but but yeah but if Andrew Luck wants to be considered in that kind of conversation your Mannings your Brady's and stuff like that you're right Steph there's you know he's been around long enough I mean he's still young he's in his third or fourth year or his fourth year I think so he's still young enough, but you know it's still like you know this was this would be a good time for him to prove his leadership and those intangibles and say, look, you know, I know we got new people, but I will get us through this because I'm the quarterback, the franchise quarterback of this franchise, and I'll make it happen. And he just did not. Right, but right. but I don't want to put a hundred percent of the blame on that 
to Andrew Luck because Mm -hmm. his offensive line did a horrible job of protecting him. And Chuck Pagano even said that in the post-game interview. He said, you know, there was no protection whatsoever. And that plays a huge role in your decision-making. You're, you know, quick, you're quickly making throws that are not as accurate you as you'd decisions. like. Yeah, because you're you have a, a guy running at you full speed about to tackle right. you to the ground. So I think that it's fifty fifty. Andrew Luck needs obviously to work on some things, but also that O line is just And also well, the O line I oh sorry. Go. I would even go I mean it's not just fifty fifty, it's yes Andrew Luck, yes to O line, but yes like give credit where credit's finally due the Jets' defense oh, yeah. is just yeah. coming through. Of you know course. what I mean? It's like even if they had somewhat of a decent O-line, I feel like the Jets still are powering through stuff, which no, is awesome. No, they are. They yeah. are. So that just goes to show you that when they play another team with a good defense like the Jets, they're going to have those same problems unless they fix it. Well, right. another thing you got to realize, like I talked about earlier, the foundation obviously is the secondary. We saw that with the Seahawks. But the foundation on offense is your running game. Yeah. And Frank Gore, I love him. Came from the Niners. Great running back. Unfortunately, I don't think he's quite found himself in that system right. yet either. No, you know. Yet. And once he gets going, that takes pressure off Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck can play his game. So I think there's a lot of things. If I'm the Colts offensive coordinator, first of all, I think my job may be in jeopardy. But, you know, there, there's some things. I mean, not things. after two games. Yeah, I mean. But still, there's I, there's some serious concerns yeah. going through that, uh, you know, that, that offense. You have one, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Two great receivers, one veteran that's an all-pro, and, uh, uh, you know, a great running back. I mean, like you said, the offensive line definitely dis- does get a lot of blame, but I would be very concerned. Well, the rest there. of their offense is, is great, too. I mean, Moncrief, Dante Moncrief had a great game. He was right. the only one, really, out of the receivers to have a good game. It was seven receptions uh, with 122 receiving yards and a touchdown. Uh, Colby Fleener, not a bad guy he's a he's a decent you know tight end and uh Mm -hmm. you know and then you said ty hilton andre johnson they have the weapons it's just i think a matter of chemistry it's just not right not right yet you have to find a way to include andre uh, johnson in the offense too and i just you know i don't know how many times he was targeted on uh, Monday night, but I, it three receptions for 27 yards. I don't know how many times he was actually targeted, though. Yeah, yeah. so three receptions, 27 yards, average of nine yards per reception. Uh, those are not Andre Johnson like numbers, no, you know. No, no. And we know what he's capable of doing. And I just think that's another thing they have to find a way to include him more, to target him more, especially with Ty injured, yeah. you know, because that's your main target right there. So, yeah, you know, they just got to figure it out. Now, now fortunately, Mon um, Moncrief. Moncrief was able to step up. But, you know, they they need to figure some things out. But like, but like I said, you know, don't take anything away from the Jets secondary. I mean, they did a phenomenal job on them. You know what was the craziest thing ever? You know how before the game they all do the predictions of who's going to win the Colts mm-hmm. or the Jets? It was that I use, I think there's usually like eight guys that do it. Is it eight <coughs> or six? Yeah. Two picked the Colts, the rest picked the Jets. I was at the bar like, what? What is happening? I'm like, they're jinxing us. They're saying we're actually good. But it was like, and again, yeah, like you can't take away from the Jets, and not just saying it. Like I can, I can. I'm the first person to say we've been terrible for years, so I can say that. But you, you, our team, <laughs> like again? we looked like a football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
You know, even the first game, it was a little bit like we knocked McCowan out, helicoptered him out, Johnny Manziel comes in, it was like sloppy, dirty, whatever. like this game was an ugly game, but it wasn't like, you know, when it, there's just a game and it's like, oh, that was an ugly win. Like that was not an ugly win for no. us. It was an yeah. ugly lose for them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which is very Five turnovers? New. It doesn't very get much out of the Jets fan. Yeah, the Jets look dominant on all cylinders. Yeah. I mean, we haven't and... won back-to-back games in two years. Yeah. <laughs> so then I guess my question is, how much of this game then do you, do you attribute? Excuse me. Do you attribute the the win to the lackluster offense that the Colts displayed, or do you attribute the win to the fact that the Jets were just dominant? You know. No, I definitely think it's much more uh, to the fact that the Jets defense played so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the coverage was great on Absolutely. all receivers. I mean, we already talked about pass rushing, the pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think that you definitely play. You give more of that credit to the defense than than yeah. the, right. the lack of communication or the lack of chemistry from the offense. That's a small piece of it, but the Jets' defense was dominant. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not only that, yeah, a hundred percent. The Jets' defense was donovan, uh, dominant, but in the same sense, it's like, and again, I said this as soon as as soon as the news came out that Geno Smith was punched in the face by a broken jaw and wasn't playing, I got texts from everybody. And I, the first thing I said, blessing in disguise. Yeah, I don't believe like Fitzpatrick comes on the field, he has a sense of confidence. He's smart. He knows what to do. I don't think we're going to lose. We're not going to beat ourselves as much with Fitzpatrick out there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we would have made all these, and it, it keeps the adrenaline going. When you got a D like that, and then you turn over the ball, or you get an interception, and you recover a fumble, and then you give it to your offense, and they go six yards and three and out. Yeah. Like, that, that's like, it completely kills the momentum. Now yeah. we've got a D like that, and then the offense is producing results. Yeah. Like, that's insane. I don't want Geno Smith ever to be in a Jets jersey again. Wow, those are some very harsh he, words. I, I mean, he's he's full practice right now. They, he might dress for the game this Sunday against the Eagles, but they've, they've already said Fitzpatrick's our number one guy now. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't see how they cannot start Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh, they will. With everything that's that's happened with Geno Smith, not only just the offseason or, you know, preseason issues, but last season he didn't perform. No. So you have this guy that comes in two games in a row and performs. I mean, his uh, numbers were, he's 22 for 34, 244 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but he had a 93.3 passer rating. And you know, it's funny, right. we, we talk about how great Fitzpatrick has been with his offense, you know, the, or, or this team the last couple of games, and we were just talking, and he's getting acclimated with the new offense, like we were talking about with Luck, but the thing that I gotta give Fitzpatrick credit for, is this somebody that's been on four different teams yeah. the last four years, and is still able, you know, granted he was coming off the bench on some of them, but, you know, it's still able to come into a new system, learn it quick, and he's a Brilliant guy. It's a, a new Harvard system, grad, but, but the offensive coordinator played with him in Buffalo. Was it? Oh, oh, okay. That is right. So they still have so that, that it's not, connection. Like, and they they played together when Fitzpatrick was like, what were they fourteen and zero? I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying the both of you will fall out. So if we keep winning all right, games. then Steph, do you think that it's time if you haven't already to draft Ryan Fitzpatrick in your fantasy leagues? I do not play fantasy football. You don't play fantasy football. I do not. But if I did, I would definitely 
definitely play through DraftKings. Oh, that's the coolest thing going out there. I've heard all about it. You, I, you play through DraftKings, right? I, I do play through DraftKings. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm glad you brought up DraftKings because, man, <laughs> DraftKings is awesome. Yeah. Especially, we all love, you know, let me let me ask you guys a question. You guys love watching football, right? Duh. Do, do you guys like making money, too? Yeah. Duh. What if I told you you can watch football and get paid while doing it? Oh, yeah, I'm in. That's like a dream job, right? A dream job. Who wouldn't do that? Well, you know, the good thing about DraftKings is you can do just that there. I mean, this is the only fantasy league where you can change your roster and players on a week-by-week basis. So guess what? You have Tony Romo, Des Bryant. They get injured first, second week. You have you don't have to be committed to them the rest of the season. You can go in the next week and get two other people. So that's the beauty of DraftKings is that you can flip up your schedule. You're not married to any one player over a significant period of time. Also, you know it's uh, you know DraftKings has also given made millionaires out of people last month as, or excuse me last season as well. So think about this: watching football, playing fantasy, make a million. Who wants to be a millionaire, right? Dude, my Jets winning, making millions. I don't know. You're, you're twisting my arm here. I might be jumping the fence to the DraftKings. Well, guess what? DraftKings is actually crowning a new millionaire every week. So you know, it's like Tina. You know, right now you you do pretty good. You make good money, great job. But just like next week, you roll in here, you're a millionaire. You know, from playing DraftKings, you have like your entourage coming with a mink coat and like a decked out. Um, it's a little too hot for a mink <laughs> know, right? coat. It's like 95 degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Or Steph won a million. She would come in with like some Jets like eyelashes and like get like Jets Jet contacts. A Jets grill. A Jets grill. That, w- that would be the day. But anyways, guys. If we win the Super Bowl, I'm getting a Jets grill. I'll, I'll get a Jets grill if you win the Super Bowl. Do you, oh, do you hear this yeah! bet? Do you hear this bet? Two Jets grills. Yeah. Well, anyways. Back to DraftKings. Make sure you go to DraftKings.com and enter the promo code. Get this. Promo code is Buzz. B-U-Z-Z, like after buzz. That is your promo code. Go to DraftKings.com, enter buzz for your chance to be a millionaire. And yeah. I just I hear Colin Kaepernick is a pretty good quarterback to pick up if you want some points. Uh, so I don't know about that. I mean, I'm no fantasy I mean, sports Jets guru, D, but... You know. The Jets D might be a safe pick. <laughs> but anyways, make sure you check it out. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Woo! Yes. All right. I know. All right. I'm just fired up. Super into DraftKings. Tell me how. I love love DraftKings, man. No, I like it too. They were at the Super Bowl this year. I met some of the people. I have a nice little hat. It's pretty rad. Oh, was that the thing that we went to when we were doing the hand gliding? No, that that was was... Stubbub. But remember outside we got those hats? You were with me. We got those hats. We did get those hats. That is right. Sorry. Well. Yeah. Did you guys know this is Ryan Fitzpatrick's first victory over Andrew Luck? Yes. Kevin, you didn't know that, obviously. No, I was thinking because I was thinking of the last few teams that he's been with. You know, the Bills, the Texans, uh, um, you know, obviously uh, the the Jets. and What was the other team he was with? Because I was thinking how often he played uh, Andrew Luck. It's Patrick. Fourth straight season, he'll start a game against the Colts. Jets this year, Texans last year, Titans the year before, Bills in 2012. That was the one I was forgetting about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in love with him. I love him, and everyone was like, all right, yeah, but you guys got Fitzpatrick now. He's consistent, and yeah, yeah. he's not, maybe he's not, you know, the long ball passer. I mean, I don't know, like, he's throwing a couple long ones, but everyone was saying that, and it's like, he's connecting. He's, he's a consistent. Veteran. He's a veteran. He's smart, and you know what? What's really going to happen is Petty's going to wind up being our franchise quarterback, and I would love for Petty to learn underneath Fitzpatrick than Geno Smith. Yeah. You know who Fitzpatrick kind of reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of Alex Smith, because both of these guys are effective game managers. They make smart decisions. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They both have high football IQs, 
and their teams typically go into the postseason and have success. So I would kind of call Fitzpatrick maybe to Alex Smith 2.0. I just got chills when you said that because that means the Jets are going to be playoffs and we're going to win. We're going to win the freaking Super Bowl this year. Now that's called optimism. But we, uh, made, we actually made a bet on this last year, Kevin, too, at the end of the season, if you don't remember. I love the bet that we made where you had to wear my 49ers jersey in here. That was You looked so amazing. What about the bet where you had to wear my Chargers t-shirt that was like tight on you? It actually fit them. So the second half of this game, uh, anyway, what stood yeah. out to you guys in the second? <laughs> no, I, I'm curious to ask you, since we are on the Jets train, and I feel like we we really give it to me just were all over Steph last season about how bad they were. So Even yeah, Steph knew they were bad. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the Jets and how good they were. And I want to know what you guys think about the wide receiving duo of Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. Is this the first kind of game that is going to? Be set the trend for these two guys to have a monster season. Well, the problem that they're going to pose is this. I'm sorry, you're going to say no. Something. Go, ladies first. You got it. Okay. <laughs> the problem that they're going to pose is this. They're going to be a nightmare for up, up, opposing secondaries. And the reason I say that is because depending on how you're playing in cover two, if you're doing man-to-man, or if you just have a drop back, the, the problem is this. Marshall is already going to command double coverage, if not multiple people over there, which means that you're going to leave Decker open on a lot of flats, a lot of slants, a lot of five-yard slants, and Decker does get at running those. Decker can run downfield as well, too. We saw what he did on the Broncos. But the problem that they're going to have is because you're not going to know which one to, to – to, to, to uh, key in on because they both have strengths. It's not like one's a possession receiver, one's a deep threat. They both can equally do those kind of things well. So I think, like you said, with them being uh, the one-two tandem punch, they're going to you know create havoc for uh, you know opposing secondaries. Yeah. I mean, like I knew Monday night we were going to see Decker all day long because the game that Brandon Marshall had and the chatter around him after the first Jets win, you knew he was going to be double teamed. He's still I think strong enough to take on that double team. I mean, you saw him. Like, there was like 1.4 guys on him. He still catches the ball. You know, but yes, I mean, and Eric Decker, he hurt his knee, but I'm pretty sure it was just a sprain and he's either going to play he's okay to play Sunday if he wants but um, I do think that it's and again, I get it, like we haven't had this or something equivalent to this I can't remember the last time. Altoon? Wesley Walker? I mean, like, when's the last time the Jets had a duo of receivers? Uh, Plex, uh, no, no. Plexico uh, and Holmes? No, no, no. The other guy. Um, Burris? No, no, no. He Plexico was good. Uh, Golly, slip of my tongue. He used to play. He was on the Browns, too. Holmes, the guy with the... No, no, no. He was on the Browns as well. Um, he won the... Uh, I'm going to look it up. But... Uh, Wayne Corbett, too, but that was oh, back in the day. And uh, 81, what was his name? Oh, my God. Barton? Or, no, not Barton. God, it's uh, killing me. <laughs> oh, um, well, while you guys think of that, yeah. you didn't I'm going to look it up still, right now. Still, it's, it's killing not, me. It's it not is enough. killing and it's me. even now, you see like guys like Curly. Curly's playing special teams. That's it. Yeah. You know, like RD and Ivory's still a little bit like off. We's like still dealing with the hammy industry injury. But it's like we got Marshall, Decker, Ivory, Powell, yeah. We're good. I mean, Brandon Keller. Marshall. That's what you're talking about. If no, you, no, Keller. no, 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 no. He was, he was, he was like an all-star. Uh, he was only there for like one season, I think, in 2000. And Kellen Winslow? No. Not Kellen Winslow. He's, he was a good tight end. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find right. it. Go ahead. All right. Anyways, um, Brandon oh, Marshall, again, um, in active players, has the most Monday Night Football receiving yards with oh, 1,295. Awesome. 
Um, Braylon Edwards and Santonio Holmes. Oh, Holmes Edwards, yeah. Braylon Edwards. Yeah. I was thinking she say Holmes. I, well, she said Holmes, but I was thinking of the, the two. Seventeen, yeah. Because it was it was when they because had Braylon Edwards and Holmes that were good. Yeah, but still, who was throwing the ball to them? Mark Sanchez. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, you're right. He's not no diss on Mark Sanchez, whatever. But at that, he had those two guys in his rookie season. Like it's not, yeah. It's it's not the same as having a veteran quarterback with these guys knowing how to use them, knowing how to usually like, play smart football. You well, know? don't forget in his rookie season, they also went to the AFC Championship game too. And he also lost the AFC Championship. <laughs> All right, so okay, so how, actually, take it away, Tina. D actually got us to that championship. How big of a season do you guys expect Darrell Revis to have? He had four tackles and an interception, two fumble recoveries in this game alone. Well, first of all, I don't expect him to put up those stats every game. You, you know, don't. I, I, why no, not? I'm, that would be absurd. You know that that's like that's like if I'll put it like this: if he kept up this pace, he had two fumble recoveries, one interception. Right? He would end the season with what? Uh, what thirty-two fumble recoveries, seventeen interceptions? I'm down. Like that. Do it. So, Bring it on. And, Bring it on. And then also, he was the defensive player of the week last week. Bring yeah, and well deserved. But Bring also, you got to realize because and I mean, people already know how great Revis is. Not like this is the first time people are taking notice to how no, great no, he no. Is, but, but I'm just saying, is he going we, to have no? An amazing season yes. this year. No, because offensive coordinators are already when they're scouting, getting ready for the. I don't know who the who does the Jets play next week. Uh, but you're talking the, about it as if Revis is new. He took the Patriots to the freaking Eagles. Super Bowl last year. The like Eagles. people know, people have been trying to That's play against Terrell Revis. Him, but I so he's you. still getting two fumble recoveries and an interception. He's still rattling quarterbacks. He's still shaking it up. Well, it's not like he's this rookie that they're like, we got to figure out how to shut him down. No. Well, first of all, one of, one of those fumble recoveries, he just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Doesn't it wasn't matter. Like he, he did forced it. Forced the fumble. And then also, you got to realize that they're going to not not go to him as much. Kind of like the Richard Sherman thing. There's certain offensive coordinators that will just not go at him. I think Revis, continuing to play this great, he's going to start to garner that. Not to say he hasn't did that in the past. We know how great he is. Right. But I feel that they're going to be a little more reluctant to go towards him. So, so I don't think he... his stats will suffer. His stats will suffer saying. because yeah. they're not going to go still, at him But still, then much. that means he's effective. Right. You're right. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think he's going to have a stellar year. And it's okay. The guys we have backing him up prior, Cromartie, like they're all like they're the it's like the band is back together with those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they're super pumped. Like you watch after in the locker room, like they post some stuff. It's like that team, the mentality of that team, it's different than I've seen or heard. I mean, every year I'm like this is going to be a good year. But like this year is actually like a different year for us. Which is kind of ironic because typically with secondaries, usually the younger you are, you know, cuz that's the most athletic position right. on the field. You usually but they're playing the, smart. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. Hard. The fact that the they're Jets playing hard too, but are, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. They're smart, hard, and they they just really have a good command. You if you watch what is not not uh, the safety for the Jets. Um, tip of my Prior? head is it? But anyways, Screen? when you watch him, because there were a few times where they showed it when he was just watching Andrew Luck's eyes. Because basically that's what the free safety you're supposed to do: read the right, quarterback prior. where he's going. And the fact that he was just on him and literally blanketed whatever receiver uh, you know uh, opposing player was in that area is just an attest to. You know, how great they may be the Seahawks are the Legion of Boom. These guys, the Jets secondary this year, we can call them the Legion of the Meadowlands. Okay, that didn't sound as good. But still, they wow. are a swing and a miss, Kevin. Swing and a miss. I'm gonna take a two minute timeout while yeah, you guys are. Yeah, I'm gonna take your mic. Anyway. Take his mic. Uh, yeah. The Legion I, of Meadowland. I think that the Jets defense definitely you said it already that there's a different, you know. 
coordinator, a different feel, but I just sensed a different. Uh, what's the, I don't know. I'm trying energy, to think chemistry, word. yeah, like a different. I mean, there was a different energy. Like, granted, a lot of the guys that were there last year were here are here again this year, but it's just you see a different defense out there. Different mindset. There, yeah. Everyone's playing with more of a spark, with more of a passion. Absolutely. And maybe, I mean, winning, I know winning helps. Winning helps a lot. Totally helps. And it's interesting. Um, when I, when we were at the Super Bowl, me and Kevin were there, uh, I interviewed Ooh. Antonio Camardi. And this was at the point in time he was still with the Cardinals. And we were talking about Coach Todd Bowles. And he was like, I was like, do you think the Jets are going to have a good year next year? And he was also saying he might be back, which is awesome that he's back. <laughs> but he, what, his response, and not verbatim, but his response was pretty much like, Coach Todd Bowles has a great system. It's a question of if the guys are going to buy into the system or not. Mm. And these Jets have bought into this system. Yeah. They're happy to have a new coach. They're happy to have new things going on. I'm sure they're happy that I mean you you've some of the players have even said they're happy that Gino's not playing. I mean, they're happy yes to be winning. Wait, but the players almost, said they're happy that Gino's so, not playing? Yeah, I'm not gonna say who. Whoa, that someone, is a someone pretty much said that tough. Gino's job is pretty much over. But I mean the fact that the players have bought into this system, it's the sky's the limit now. And again, I'm not whatever, like I say the Jets are going to the Super Bowl because I have to, but it's, you know, the, it, it is a different team. And I do think, again, that that starts from the foundation. You can have great players. Lots of teams have great players, but if the players aren't communicating with each other, if it's not there, if the team isn't there, if everything's not packaged together as one, you don't win. Yeah. And I think you said something great. You know, you keep talking about them going to the Super Bowl. Obviously, that means they have to win the AFC. And really coming into the season, especially while Brady was – while he had that first six-game suspension, it seems like Four. the Colts were unanimous as far as who everyone thought was going to be the AFC favorite. Right. Well, that's what AFC. I was just about to get into oh, is that everyone not only thought they were going to be the AFC favorite, they were predicting them to go to the Super Bowl. Mm. And now – and there's an inter- interesting stat – as I have hair on my mic, um, that I just looked at. The Colts have struggled outside of the divi- their division in the Andrew Luck era. They're 16-2 and two in the AFC South, which really is not saying much at all. Um, and they're 17-15 and 15 with all other teams. They've also been outscored 92-28 to 28 in their last three games. So, Ooh. clearly... And Eric Davis is one, I'm sure you... Can, I'm sure you have some loving words to say. He's an ex-Niner, but Eric he, Davis is he always, always says every time on NFL Network when they're trying to get them to predict before the season, he's like, it's August or whatever the month is. You ne- you can't make a, a mm-hmm. an accurate prediction no. before the season. You never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And look, this is a perfect example. Everyone was having the Colts go so far, yep. and not saying that they won't make it to playoffs, but they're zero and two. It's very hard to do that. And that's another thing that people are saying about the Seahawks right now is that once you if you you start off the season zero and two, it's it's the percentages, just the science and the math behind oh, it. Yeah, it it's goes. very hard yep. to make it to the playoffs and to. Do what they did last season where they had, you know, now, now if it's Green Bay and Seattle again, Green Bay has the home field advantage. Mm -hmm. That was the issue last season is that the Seahawks won giving them the the home field advantage. Well, the Seahawks Um, also had a prayer that game too, but. Right. But so, but so yeah, so speaking with the Colts, it's, it's, it's crazy how 
much it can change and yeah. how wrong people can be. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, a lot of times when people make predictions for the upcoming season, a lot of that's coming in from what happened the last season. Right. And we saw what the Colts did this last season. You know, they took the Patriots to the AFC Championship. Obviously, the Patriots got the best of them. But we just saw them emerging. You saw Andrew Luck take out Peyton Manning in the playoffs. You know, so you, you saw this, the evolution of uh, not just Luck, but the Colts. But the reason why I'm kind of glad, and I, I don't mean this in, you know, like I dislike the Colts. I think they're a great franchise, but I'm glad for them that they came out to this horrific start because what this is going to do is one of two things. A, it's going to make them focus on things on their Achilles heel and things that they don't do well. And so far this season, even though we, we talked about their offense, is their defense. Because if you realize, even in the past, they rely. I know I'm, I'm, my hands are. I'm is all Inspector Gadget all over. <laughs> it is. I'm just nervous. You know, I'm back with you two, and I know. life is so we good. We make you nervous. It's right. You do. But no, the coach rely heavily on Andrew Luck in the offense. You know, if they go to shootouts, they'll win games 38 to 31. So I think because they have such a great quarterback that puts up these incredible offensive stats, they kind of rely on that to bail them out. So when your offense is not doing well, then what do you turn to? And that's why I think the foundation and the basis needs to go back to their defense, which I don't know the numbers on their defense last year, but I don't think it was top 10. So, I, you know, maybe mm, that's something for them to, see. to focus on. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I too. Their defense ranks 17th in the NFL prior to this game. So I don't know how much better or worse. It's not that terrible. It's it, right there in the middle. They were last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think the majority of their defense came back. So. Mm hmm. Oh, well, I know they also, the Colts actually, speaking of their defense, they had a lot of injuries to their secondary. I want to say yeah, that they did. They, they only they had. They definitely did. Yeah, I, I want to say like three of their original starters coming into the season weren't even suited or could even play on Monday night. And another one of their DBs got injured Monday night. So I know their secondary is banged up. Yeah. yeah, but they weren't banged up the week before when they got beat by the Bills, too. So, I mean, I just feel like overall the Colts need to do a little bit of readjusting. I agree. Yeah, yeah they had – in week yeah. one, they had zero sacks, zero takeaways. Ex look, exactly. So – and that and it says right there, um, did not have any games last season with zero sacks and zero takeaways. So, maybe that's another – Issue to work on. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of things to work on. We basically, yeah. just they told them they have to fix their entire <laughs> fix their, team. That's what I'm about to say. Your quarterback <laughs> sucks. Your O line sucks. Your defense sucks. Yeah, I don't uh, think anyone yeah. sucks. I your feel special like, teams is doing great. I don't know that anyone right? sucks. I no, just no, feel like no. they're all not on the same page. Totally. It's mm -hmm. like, and that, and that's the beauty of football. You can have a great quarterback, but you need a great receiver, and then you need a great running back, and you need a great defense, and you need, the, you know what I mean? It's like you need a great everything to put it together. And right now, they're they're just not clicking. And right. I, like, it's like it's not like like for example when the Jets were bad a while ago like you could be like oh my god Sanchez is terrible like you could put the blame on one thing and mm -hmm. it was that we haven't had a good quarterback who knows the last time we've had a good quarterback a sustainable consistent quarterback but with I feel like with the Colts right now there's not one thing that's just completely like a red light flash and like this is our problem there's multiple problems so if they can sort it out and put the pieces of the puzzle back together I think they'll be alright right I mean and they were at home too which just adds mm. another awesome another Jets. level of um, frustration <laughs> yeah frustration yeah. to that team when you can't even win at home I think the fans were booing a little bit in the third quarter I want to say after uh, the second I interception I mean honestly too like it's got a you know, it's got to resonate in their heads that 
We're getting destroyed. We're getting destroyed at home. What's happening? We're getting destroyed by the Jets. You know what I mean? Like, not even trying to say anything. But, yeah, like, it has but to weigh I that, think that who they're playing and, you know? Yeah, but I think it's widely known, and it was widely known heading into this season, that the Jets were much improved. Mm-hmm. So I don't think – I hope that that's not what they're thinking because they if, that, if that's what the whole league is thinking, then they're in for a rude awakening because – we say saw it again. What? Say it again. The whole she league's in for a rude awakening. Why? Why are they in for it? The Jets are so good this season. Oh, music to my ears. I love you, Tunica. I, I'm happy for you because I felt bad. After a while, it was like, all right, like we can only make fun of the Jets so much. And then it just gets sad when they win four games. Hey, but man. now, I mean... Chances are they're going to win more than four games this season. I, yeah, if we were to lose, yeah, we have to. We're gonna. <laughs> and, and you know, the thing I got to give you is you are a loyal fan. You know, most fans, you know, when their team is going through those dark periods today, they don't still walk out representing their jersey, their paraphernalia, and say, "Look, I'm oh, die yeah. hard." Steph is die hard, and I, I have to give you that. You Thanks, know. dude. Going to London in two weeks, yo. Two weeks to see the Jets-Dolphin game on my birthday. October 4th, my birthday, Jets-Dolphins. Give me some love out there. Dude, I want to go. I got an extra ticket. You got an extra ticket? Do you have an extra plane ticket, too? Don't have an extra plane (laughs) ticket. But I do have an extra ticket and a place to stay. Dang it. Wow. Well, you got the hookup. I do. Well, we'll all meet. We'll all meet in San Francisco for the Super Bowl this year to cheer on the Jets. Yeah. If the Jets are in it, you guys are both going head to toe. If the Jets are in it and your guys' teams aren't head to toe, I want you Jets out. Okay, I'm I don't have any Jets paraphernalia, but uh, I'll, I'll you'll throw fit into my jerseys. Together. There you go. We'll if you do fit that. Into Teeny Caps Chargers T-shirt, you'll definitely fit into my jerseys. Yeah, I think the jerseys will be too big on him. Yeah, swimming. You know what? That's all right though, because you know I, you're I, a lean, I, mean, we're, fight we're, machine, I'm weak and skinny Jones. in certain areas. I make up for in other areas. So uh, okay, not like that. Okay, <laughs> not exactly like that. Get your head off the gutter. Well, what, were, what were you thinking then, Kevin? Where well, I'm weak, uh, where well, I'm weak, you know, some people. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyways. back to the football. Back to anyways. the football. Yeah, so I'm trying. Why is this not loading? You know, another thing what, I was going to say, week? too. Well, hey, yeah, well, I forgot to write well, down who plays next week. While that thing is loading, I'll just go ahead and say this. I'll try. The thing also, I know we've beaten up the Colts enough, but it's like when your offense is not winning, your defense is not winning, you at least got to rely on your kicker. And oh, I know. Vinatieri, who is Two one of the most goals in thank that you. game. One is like a twenty-nine year, uh, a twenty-nine, 30. a twenty-nine yarder, yeah, or thirty yarder, 30 which is yards. a cheap shot off the and off the goalpost. I can't believe they both hit the goalpost. I know it's kind of awkward. It's just like man, nothing is clicking for them. You know, I don't know. Maybe they need like, like maybe Andrew Luck. Who is he dating? Because you know, I think a lot he's of times married. They, oh, is he married? I think, and she like they went to Stanford together. Oh, okay. Well, he does a good job of keeping his personal life out of the public. Andrew Luck is it's like, not about that. It's about freaking football. Yeah. It doesn't have to do with who he's dating. Hey, and, no, sometimes who you're dating can distract you. I'm just saying. Look like at Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson. Look at Serena Williams and Drake. Look at Sierra and Russell. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just putting it All out right. there. Anyway. Who is next? Andrew Luck dating? We need to figure that out. I he's believe. Married. Who is he married to? We need to serve okay. his papers. The next. The next. <laughs> You are crazy. The next Monday night football game is Kansas City Chiefs at Green Bay. Oh, yeah. That'll be a good game. That is. So, all right, guys. Let me get your predictions for that game, then. I got oh. Green Bay. Yeah, I was about to say. You, you, oh. And now, Woo! Woo! Predictions. 
Look at this. I'm going to say the Jets. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> Jets are just going to win every single game, uh, even if they're not in it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Green Bay. Looking sharp. This is the thing. I mean, you're playing at Lambeau Field. Right now, Aaron Rodgers is hotter than asphalt in Phoenix, Arizona. And they're just – and they are literally on a – they don't have Jordy Nelson, but they're finding ways to get it done. Jones is playing out of his mind. Yeah, out of right? his mind. Okay, out James mind. Jones, like what? I had him last year on my fantasy team on the bench. He did nothing, so yeah. I just left him on the bench. This was a dude that was sitting on his couch like six months ago, like yeah. wondering where he's going next and just beasting. So anyways, I say all that to say, Green Bay. Yeah, I agree. I'm saying Green Bay, too, because even with Eddie Lacy going down, they had James Starks in there, too, that was still able to make plays on uh, with the run game. Then, like you said, James Jones, you still got Randall Cobb. I mean, their mm-hmm. defense played really well against Seattle, shut them down. Uh, I think, even though Travis Kelsey has been playing super, really, oh, yeah. really good for... The Chiefs, I just don't think that they have enough weapons on offense. Yeah, Jamal Charles, if you looked at it actually last week, a lot of the top um, running backs all fumbled. Jamal Charles, Frank Gore, I think Marshawn fumbled. I think DeMarco Murray, uh, DeMarco Murray for, fumbled as well. Yeah, I think yeah. there was like four or five 11 of them. Yards. I know, it was terrible. Um and well, they need to find a way really too to get. They need to find a way too Who? to get DeAnthony Thomas more involved as well. I mean, he yeah. is one of the yeah. most explosive Black all Mamba. around. The Black yeah. Mamba, yeah, he's one of the most explosive. And I was watching the Chiefs game. I think it was the first weekend, the weekend before last, and they, you know, they, they weren't really doing much to get him involved. And I think that he's going to be their X factor, you know, because he, he's so versatile. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We will see, guys. Tell them where they can find you in the meantime on social media. You guys can find me on Insta, Insta, Twitter. <laughs> Insta titter. No. <laughs> you can find me at wow. I A M S T E F Z. <laughs> I'm Kevin John. You can find me. I like how your thigh just totally hit my knee. Like in a what are you talking place. about? I'm Kevin John. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Kevin John. And I'm Christina Kaplan. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter or Instaface, as Bill Belichick likes to call it, <laughs> at Tina Cap. And well, we'll see you next week. You couldn't keep the Patriots out of this. You I'm had sorry. It. I had Go to. Jets. J-E-T-S. Legion of Meadowland. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.